Hi, Danny. Hey, Jesse. How are you today? I am doing well. Nice. How are you? I'm fine. It's earlier than we normally record, so I feel like I'm I'm more tired. I'm yeah. not a morning person, dude. I don't like mornings. I completely feel that. I mean, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't, and today I don't. I, I dread it. I dread waking up. Yeah, it's a kick in the pants. <laughs> You're lucky though, because you. Uh, I mean, you do you do you have to wake at the same time every day? Yeah, you just do out of habit. Oh, really? No, I, I mean, there, there's it's a double thing. I get up at the same time every day because of work. One, I want to be mm-hmm. consistent with what time I start. Sure. Um, and two, um, I want my body to just get used to always waking up at seven. Like I want seven and my yep. body to be like one in the same. And it's it's worked because like now if I even forget to put my alarm on, mm-hmm. um I Your just body just wake up at seven. Yeah, so, it kicks you up. Yeah. Regardless of the amount of sleep I get, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but either way, it's what I was trying to do, so it worked. Um Yeah. But you know, uh yeah, I, I it's also for work. Um, you know, the, the company I work for is based in the East Coast and we're on the West Coast. Mm. So they are three hours ahead of us. So it's actually ten o'clock when I'm waking up. Mm-hmm. So I'm usually waking up to emails and messages. I don't respond immediately because, you know, it's seven AM my time. I don't need to be working at that. But um it's good to know what's already happening first thing in the morning because I can kind of mm-hmm. prepare for what I have to do. Or if there's like emergency, I can get on it earlier than what would be expected. But that doesn't normally happen that often. So Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm getting like mornings. Yeah, no, mornings suck. But yeah, I totally feel you on the uh, consistent. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, like you said, you have that time for work reasons. But also, like, I'm getting to the age where my body punishes me for waking up at different times on different days. Mm. Really, it's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, What what happens? Do you get like I grow a tail? You just like oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey man, that's Goku stuff, dude. Go look at the full moon. You know what? I think I just might. Right. My hair also gets very golden and and spiky, Perfect. which is See? nice. No pomade hey. needed. Having <laughs> zero issues. <laughs> yeah, actually, come to think of it, this is working out really well. Just keep waking up at random times, you know. <laughs> I woke up today at four p.m. and uh, yeah, I, my hair is super long. It's completely golden. Yeah, um, and my forehead got really big too. <laughs> and if I do a dance with this other guy, we become one person. We like fuse. It's I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that was too far and weird. And I don't know. I haven't even thought of no. Dragon Ball Z or balls in a long time. You know, I think about balls a lot, but I haven't thought about Dragon Balls. <laughs> Actually, no. I feel like well, that's why I thought about Dragon Ball. Somebody. It wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Just because like there's a new Dragon Ball show out that I have not seen, but a lot of oh, my friends that are really? still in the anime are talking about it as being really good. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But that sounds like an investment because I, from what I remember from Dragon Ball, it's not like there's only 10 episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know? So, Dang. anyways. That's good. All um, right. But we're back to normal. We don't talk about TV shows. This is talking movies, not TV shows. Yeah, what? screw TV. I don't even how you, how do you do like a podcast for TV? Do you do you do episode by episode or like just once the season's end? Do you just talk about the whole season? You know, uh, episode by episode is just too boring. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, but a whole season—I don't know, depends how long the season is. Yeah, exactly right. That's that's a long. That's a long episode. That's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Well, either way, 
like the last two episodes. Sorry, new thing. What are you drinking during this recording, Danny? Are you drinking anything today? <sighs> nothing nothing too interesting. I think the same as two episodes ago. I'm just having a nice tall uh hydro flask of uh tap water. Beautiful. Beautiful. No That's filter nice. needed. No filter <laughs> on the podcast or in my water. There you go. I like uh, that. What about you? I am drinking coffee. I think that's what I drank last week, too. I don't mm. remember. Um, but, you know, I like coffee. I need a coffee. Sorry, before we start recording. Actually, when I sent you the invite to the room that we were making, I was literally just in the kitchen just making coffee while I was like, ah, he'll he'll be there. He'll wait. Mm. <laughs> so, And I did. Wait, I did. Good. I'm glad. Uh, I love coffee. I had some coffee earlier this morning. It's just, I'm starting to get to the place where... Um, I mean, it's good. I don't drink coffee for the energy. I drink coffee for the flavor. I, that does not affect Amen. me at all. It doesn't affect me either. Um, I had a, had a bad run-in with pre-workout when I was going to the gym a lot, and it mm. caused all caffeine to do nothing to me. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. I got, I got really yeah, pre-workout, it. and it's like, hey, start with one scoop. Put one scoop in a thing of water. Drink that before you work out, and you'll feel great. And you do feel great. Right. But then after four months of it, you're like, oh, you know what? One scoop doesn't do anything. I should do two scoops now. And the next thing you know, you're doing three scoops. Mm-hmm. Then you realize the amount of caffeine you're taking in at one time is a lot. And so you stop and then realize, oh, wow, coffee and normal amounts of caffeine nothing. do nothing to my body anymore. Yep. So, yeah. yeah that's I'm very much flavor-wise. Uh, but what I did notice, um, I don't remember if I said this on the podcast, but I got my wisdom mm. teeth removed recently, like last mm. few weeks. And, you know, when you do that, you got to be on, like, soft foods for a good while. You know, because you can't chew. Of course. So, you know, I was drinking a lot of soups and coffee soup. I've heard a lot about drinking bone broth in the morning, right? That is like super oh. good for you and rejuvenating and everything. And I went, you know what? Um, I will try because I'm drinking a lot of soup anyway. I might as well just try drinking bone broth, right? And I didn't, I didn't want to make it because that just, I love cooking and all, but that didn't look like a lot of fun to me. So, mm. you know, I went to the store, bought some bone broth, brought it home heated it on up and i drank some pretty much every morning for about a week and it is actually very nice and i gotta admit i understand how people do it um it is a great way to kind of wake up you know it's very tasty wow and it feels good you know that's awesome i didn't see any sort of health changes like everybody loves to go on about but right good time good time and who doesn't love drinking soup yeah i don't i don't get these kooks who who are anti-soup the anti-soup kooks. The there ASK. There are people that hate soup, man. No, sure. There are people that hate soup, and I think soup's great. Yeah, no, it's the best. I, I, I mean, basically every day since I've moved up to Tacoma, I'll have half sandwich and soup for lunch. It's the best. Mm. What kind of soups you do you going for? I'm doing chilies. I'm doing chicken noodles. I'm doing corn oh. chowders. I'm doing the whole oh. thing. It's all sounds great. Yeah. Actually, I've not had chili in a while, and that sounds perfect right now kind of oh dude I, d- I make i make a pretty good chili oh. my secret is uh using hot links and not ground beef okay it's very spicy okay i like it i like it i'm into that but i'll save that for my I'm other to podcast com- that recipe to fly up a tacoma and try out your hot link chili <laughs> please do seriously um yeah, and then leave it immediately afterwards <laughs> no quarantine. Wear a mask. <laughs> Eat the soup over the mask. Just like pouring it there on top. <laughs> they have those new funnel masks now. And <laughs> those come in handy. 
<laughs> is it like a restaurant where I can sit down at your dinner table and you still wear a mask, but I don't? <laughs> <laughs> we could we could arrange something like that. It's so awkward being in a restaurant now where the waiters and everything, like everybody that works is wearing masks and you're not. It's just super awkward. It is. It is it really feels weird. weird. It's just and I feel I mean, bad doing it, but I'm just like God. Like I just want to. I want to go someplace and eat something. I know. Have you been going I, to restaurants? Not often, but I've been yeah. to a couple since you know things have started to kind of lift. It's not a great idea, I admit. Sure. But, I, uh, do I just need. A, I just need to change the scenery for a second. You know. Yeah, I That's get a, it. First time I did it, I went and gotten some Korean barbecue. You know, I went all out in the first try. So. Really? Yeah. So like, if I'm gonna get COVID and die, I might as well go out in a good way. So, Dude, did some wow! Korean barbecue spent way too much money, as you do when you get Korean barbecue. Of course, and it was delicious. Holy shit! Delicious. I love that. I really respect you. I mean, I'm, I, even more now. That's amazing. <laughs> that is. I'm, I'm great. glad you're into it at that this much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm like, yeah. I'm not just agreeing. I'm very enthusiastic about the idea of you just going straight back to Korean barbecue. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. Well, it was this weird thing. It was like it was a double whammy for me. It was restaurants are reopening, and I was about uh-huh. to get my wisdom teeth out. So I went. I need a good last right. meal before I'm on soft foods for like the next two weeks, probably. Yeah. And I'm like, and restaurants are open. So what do I want? And I like was looking around the area and trying to find what was open, uh, which is super hard to do. It's not like it's on Google, you know. Yeah. So you have to call no. every place you think of, and there is a Korean barbecue restaurant that just opened up by my apartment that looks really good. And really? They were open. Nice. And I went, you know what? Let's do this. Last meal, you know, potentially last meal. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. Seriously. And let's let's just do this. And I jumped at it and we took the roommates and we had a great dinner. It was awesome. Damn. God um, bless you. That is amazing. Try Seriously. That is I really I mean, there's <laughs> I need a glimmer of hope these days, and really that's it. I just really go, go but, get some Korean barbecue, dude. <laughs> I don't know if there is any up here. You know what? I'm actually going to look into that now. Look at and I'll there's for sure one at least you. in Seattle. Maybe not in Tacoma. You're probably right. Seattle for sure. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. If, if Seattle doesn't have cream barbecue, I get very angry. I'd be like, what is wrong with you guys? This is some third world country. Get back to California. I know. I know. Um, it's not America if there's no Korean barbecue. That's what that's what the founding fathers always said. Melting pot, baby. That's <laughs> um, hot pot, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> hot pot sucks, dude. Fuck hot okay. pot. Can we get oh, no, hot no, no, pot no. for a second? Actually, no. I didn't, I didn't mean to say that. Hot pot, I was mistaking that for shabu shabu, which that sucks. Wait, what's the difference? Is that is I thought they were I thought they were different. Isn't hot pot Chinese and uh, shabu shabu is Japanese? I don't know. I thought they were the same thing. Are they different? I don't know. I thought I'm hot pretty... pot was what my cousin was smoking in high school. Well, that too, but because um, they're both just you dip meats and vegetables in, in broth that's boiling, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. It is the same. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's just the. The specific cuts maybe. of meat that are different. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I've, I've, no, that I've sucks. only been to Hot Pot. I've not been to Shabu Shabu. So maybe the difference that I don't know. I'm uncultured. Um, I, I I doubt it. You're you're a cultured guy. Maybe. You, you eat yogurt. Lots of culture. Yeah. Love, love yogurt, actually. Um, yeah, no. I, okay. I don't have a huge problem with Hot Pot or Shabu Shabu, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's as expensive as like all you can eat sushi or, uh, or Korean, barbecue. Korean barbecue. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't as satisfied no. eating random vegetables and meat just dipped in broth. Yeah, just water and, and it was, meat? 
Yeah, and it's it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. Like it's not like it's bad. But I was just sitting there like, this is fine. But like, if I could shoot, like, if I'm gonna spend thirty dollars when I eat out, right? Mm-hmm. Do I want Korean barbecue, hot pot, or all you can eat sushi? And the bottom of that list is hot pot. You oh, know? completely. Like, su- actually, right now, sushi sounds amazing. I kind of want that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm saying it. <laughs> that sounds good. I tried for the first time the uh, other day a sushi rito. I did not care for it, but I do like. Mm-hmm. I, w- I, I, w- I would try it again, maybe. I feel like it's fine, but that's just some Instagram stuff right there, man. It is, yeah. It. I did have once. I the 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 only Instagram thing that I've had that I actually enjoyed was mm. I had a pho rito, and that was really good. What'd you call me? Exactly. Let's talk about just mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we've been, how long have we been, yeah, we've been doing about 13 minutes on Asian food. That's let's, fine. Let's go straight to black people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Well, I mean, what? That's what, change, <laughs> that's what the movie's yeah, about. Let's change, let's change races really quick. Um, yeah. Also, but yeah, if you got an opportunity to eat a Ferrito, eat a Ferrito. They're great. Um, I'm going to Google that. It's just, it's, it's basically all the ingredients of pho. You make pho, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take out the broth, which arguably is the best part of pho. But that whatever. is the best part. Yeah, exactly. But you take the broth out and you um, put all the ing- like the noodles and everything inside, and you stuff that in a tortilla and you make a big old burrito out of it. And I gotta admit, that was good. Like, really? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it, it. I got roped into having it by a friend, and I went, "Whatever, I'll try it." Wow. And it was okay. actually very good. Um, is but, it rice or rice noodles? It's rice noodles. I don't care for that in a burrito. I, I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, but it's good. It was good. Um, All right. But okay, would I rather have pho though? Yeah, I'd rather have pho. Yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. Come on. But it was still good either way. Okay. All right. So let's let's jump gears to the movie <laughs> that's on the title. That people were like, "Wow, 14 <laughs> minutes." He's only gone talk about this dumb movie. Um, okay. Just we okay. So we decided two things. One, mm-hmm. we've been doing a lot of old school movies. We've been having fun jumping back in time. Yeah. Uh, but you brought up a good point of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in in the world um, outside of just COVID. You know, we've had a lot of protests yep. uh, because of the murder of George Floyd. And this is going to be um, our, our political episode, I think, because I'm, I know both of us have very strong opinions about everything going on in the totally. world. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like we're going to get into politics. So sorry. Um, but, you know, there sorry. are protests going on for the Black Lives Matter movement, which is amazing and i'm glad they're happening Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that certain states are making changes that are long overdue Mm -hmm. and during this time a uh, well i mean a few months back a movie came out called just mercy and it was you know on vod and all that kind of stuff and amazon put it up for free um to watch once all the protests that are happening you know Mm -hmm. you guys should watch this it's kind of relevant you know Mm -hmm. and so as we're talking about like watching movies i had to kind of do with these protests and the political climate um we were talking about like do the right thing which is a good a good choice uh but i think both you and me don't we've already seen it and we're not big fans of it right are you not a big fan of do the right thing do the, do the right thing no yeah. i mean it's fine yeah it's whatever yeah i feel like that about a lot of spike Lee movies just putting that right yeah. they're either just fine or pretty bad yeah and now yeah. he's gonna get mad at us for saying that because you know Anybody who doesn't like Spike Lee is super racist, apparently, because he goes off on long rants about that kind of stuff. But whatever. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I threw Just Mercy out there because, you know, it was it's it's been all over the news because it was free and it's got a good cast and I have not I've heard so many people on like Instagram and Facebook that I have uh have been talking about it because they all decided to watch it once these protests happened. And mm. everybody seemed to love it. So I went, Hey, maybe it's a good movie. We maybe we should try this and so we watched it. Mm-hmm. And let's get initial impressions out of the way. Danny, do you like Just Mercy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say no. <laughs> as soon as I watched the movie with Danny's looking like this movie. <laughs> Not no. even like I think it was ten minutes into it, Danny's looking like this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'll explain later, but uh, yeah, it's no, it's not a good movie. I'm sorry. What it's about fine. you? I think it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's wow. Not, not great, not bad. I'm not getting Korean barbecue levels of enthusiasm here, but still. Nah, nah I'd rather go Korean barbecue again. Yeah, um, I feel that. Yeah, it's just, it's just fine. Um, here, let's do, let's do some big positives first, and then we'll do some big okay. negatives. Uh, so... What are your what are your favorite parts of the movie? You're like, what are some positives you can get out of the, of watching Just Mercy? Mm, well, <laughs> not much. Should, should we uh, start by saying that we're we're not racist and that we're well, all in favor of Black Lives Matter? Well, that's the thing. I just want to yeah clarify like Black Lives Matter unqualifiedly like that's I mean anyone who says otherwise is is an idiot. And uh, mm-hmm. I will fight you and probably lose because I'm a small man, but I'll try it anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, but here's the thing is like when we're talking about this movie, are we going to talk about it as a movie or as a political statement? Because I'm going I'm, I'm to say both because I have points okay. about this movie as a movie and also the stance it's taking politically. Sure. Okay, I mean, that's kind of where I wanted to go anyway and just be clear about, like, when I'm talking about one thing, I'm talking about one thing. When I'm talking about the other, I'm talking about the other. But in yeah. terms of, uh, that's fine, for yeah. now, as a movie, uh, it's not good. I mean, it's... it's de- I mean, it's it's mediocre uh, insofar as, you know, it's it's basically competent. It's got a good... I mean, it's got a good set of actors. I mean, these are all, like big stars michael mm-hmm. b jordan and brie larson and jamie fox like these are all these aren't you know kids from the community theater or whatever like that yeah um you know it's competently shot uh but re- i mean it's it's generic and it's forgettable so why i don't know i don't know why it would be an amazing movie other than because of its subject matter that's really the only thing that carries it Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the most appealing aspect of the movie is the fact that it's about uh, and it's highlighting just the insane uh, corruption and, and just racial uh, evil in the American system, American yeah. justice system. Um, does it handle that really well? Not really, and I'll, I could explain why. I think a, a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, this movie is about a guy named Brian Stevenson, and Brian Stevenson also happened to like produce the movie. And anytime like someone makes a movie about their own life, it's probably not always going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but and, and also, it is based off of a book that he wrote, right? Just Mercy. So, so it's you know you're seeing it through one. Uh, viewpoint in particular totally mm-hmm. um so i don't know but uh but yeah as a movie it sucks but we could get into the the racial politics of it um 
more in a second. But yeah, as a movie, what do you think of it? Like, is there anything positive? I mean, you said it. The actors are amazing in this movie. Like, even even in parts where I'm like, oh, this is just okay. The actors really do an amazing job. Like, Michael B. Jordan is also like one of my favorite actors now. Yeah, he's amazing. Just everything he's in, I'm like, damn, he's so good. You know? Mm-hmm. Even, you know you're a good actor when you can be great in a Marvel movie. You know, the fact that he's the best part of Black Panther says something because mm. those movies are not written very well. You know, they're fun. New, no. not written well. Yeah, and usually the 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 villains are usually written horribly. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Jamie Fox, always great, always mm-hmm. amazing, amazing. This movie, Brie Larson. I think that she's the weakest of like the A cast, basically. Yeah, but it's not her fault. It yeah. is completely the writing of the character's fault she is the one note hey in the sea of bad white people here's the good one character Mm -hmm. and she plays that she's just played that way you know there's not much to her so i guess like as an actress she's good but the character is just there to be yeah she's she doesn't have a whole lot to work with she's the token white person (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, essentially. You yeah, know? she's the she's um, she's uh the audience's which I mean we could all assume that the audience is going to be overwhelmingly white just based on the demographics of this country. She is the entry point for the audience. Yes. Yeah, because um, every movie has that. Black Panther has uh whatever his name Martin Freeman. Yes. Um, you know, every every black movie basically has to have uh a sympathetic nice white person who the audience could identify with. And then in return, in white movies, we have to have the sympathetic black person that is approachable so black, white people don't feel threatened by the black Right, person. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's so It's, it's weird. the same thing in return. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, she's fine. It's just the fact that, like, she's not given much, you know? Um, but I think the, the last two of, like, the, I think the really good actors in the movie is, is Rob Morgan. He plays Herb, um, who is the inmate who's, who's executed early on in the movie. Uh, he's great. Yeah, so Herb is Herb is executed early on in the film, and I think that Rob Morgan does a super good job mm-hmm. as that character. Uh, super sympathetic. You feel for him. It's emotional, right? Totally. And then Tim Blake Nelson. I love that dude. Yeah, and he's amazing. He's in because he's totally a character actor. He just jumps in a new role. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into this more later. But I did a lot of research into the backstory of this movie because I just need to know how much of it was just really played up for the camera. Oh, um, interesting. Because a lot of the times, okay, based on a true story movies usually aren't that true. You know? Right. There's I'm a glad you did that. story that's true, but all of the over like all the the movie bits basically are all fake and made up, right? Mm-hmm. And I was very curious as to how much this movie was fake because it just it plays out too convenient at times where I'm like, really? Really? Um and we'll get into that, but I the thing I got was the character that Tim Blake Nelson plays, Ralph Myers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he has like one major public interview, which is the sixty minutes interview that you kind of see a little bit in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that that, uh, that Nelson here just sat down and watched that video on repeat for weeks because mm. he nailed how that guy talks and acts. Wow, yeah, like everything that any weird tick or whatever that he does in this movie is identical to that guy in that interview. Wow, um, that's amazing. So yeah, I'm like. It's just another like he's always a character actor and he's always playing cool characters and it, once again great. Everybody mm. else is fine in the movie. I don't think there's any bad actors in this movie, but nobody that's like rememberable in a in a big way. 
for me. Okay. So I think performance is great. Good stuff, right? Sure. Um, I liked and disliked the soundtrack all at the same time because mm. we have, and I think you got to this earlier and like when we were texting about the movie was random, really loud pop songs used as trans- transition moments. Yeah. Random. First one you get right away is when is when um, uh, Michael B. Jordan was his name. Brian Stevenson moves to Alabama, and yeah. you get that really loud Alabama Shake song. Okay, <laughs> I love Alabama Shakes. Got nothing against them. Does mm-hmm. not work in this movie. Does not work in this movie. I loved when the music played to, I think, uh, what the people in this movie listen to. Like when Herb mm. plays "Old Road Across" as he is getting executed. Beautiful. The version sure. they used beautiful lovely him right love it mm-hmm. and as the movie plays out more after that we get more gospel oriented songs that just fit uh-huh. the tone of the movie much, way much more um uh after the uh first trial scene when uh when Jamie Foxx's character uh Walter is denied the appeal for another case Mm-hmm. They play No More Auction Block uh, from Sweet Honey. Uh, it like it fit that tone, the scene, so well that I'm like, why Why were we even using pop music in the beginning of this film? Yeah. You know? Did time. not understand it. But it was like, it's like halfway through the movie, it just completely changes. The soundtrack just has a huge shift, mm-hmm. and it's great. I love the music after that point. Um, okay, cool. So super into that. But again, it took half the movie to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, there's not amazing things to say other than I got to admit, after doing the research, it plays pretty accurately to what happened in real life. So I enjoyed um, it. Yeah, wow. I'm glad you did that research because I did not. And um, yeah, I, I guess I just sort of assumed wrongly that you know, any uh, based on true story movie is going to not be based on true story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's good that it was relatively faithful. Um, relatively. I mean, I guess the the events are not going to be that hard to deviate from. It's mostly going to be the, the real creative license uh, that the, that the, film had was over the characterization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because really what, what's the if they want to change i mean why would they change the story from real life the story from real life is actually remarkably simple there's a guy who was falsely charged uh there was a lawyer who came in and basically like rejected the prosecution and and showed that it was like argued on false grounds and then that guy was okay again he did a 60 yeah. minutes interview and that's why okay so there's really not that much that you could deviate from unless yeah. you want to tell a story about I bet like a completely different story altogether so uh yeah so the real um creative license again that the movie like took was with the characterization and that's i mean partly i, I, I it's not a huge issue but it's just so funny to me that like this lawyer, Brian Stevenson, is played by like maybe the hottest guy ever. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, yes, very much so. Yes. <laughs> why does this lawyer need to be just super ripped? I don't know. I don't get. It. I've never seen a hot lawyer. Uh, other than my aunt, I don't know. I'm I'm oh. I'm not riffing well. I'm so tired right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reach, man. 
We, well, we already talked about hot. Back to the Future. That was the last time. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. That's great. But yeah, I don't know. Something about this movie was just very like, um, God's not daddy to me. You know what I mean? There's it was just super like a, preachy. It was a general. I mean, there's the preachiness, but there's also like just a general like corniness to it, and yeah. it just feels like um, just a weird rehearsal of all the same stuff that Christian movies do. Like you have this very likable. But like pretty blank protagonist, mm-hmm. um, and he's got like a loyal partner or friend or whatever, who's usually like of a different race. Um, that's like a thing that happens a lot. That is so true. I never realized that, but yeah, they are always different races. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they encounter these situations where people are mean to them. So you know, at the beginning of the movie. Brian is trying to come in to, uh, to cons- consult with his client. And the guard at the prison is just like being an asshole and whatever like that. It's like, oh, man, I guess this guy really can't catch a break. You know, you want you want to you get the sense that like, oh, man, everything's and, against them. Yeah. And, and in true Christian movie fashion, that guard does have a huge change of heart by the end of the movie. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, this is so stupid. It's just so it's like so fraught and uh corny to me i just don't i I don't know it just feels very formulaic so that's it as a movie but i don't know it's it's weird uh i i will will say uh right away too there is a lot of corniness when it comes to these movies where um like you said it they're likable but they're kind of plain and you have the opposition right yeah, that was one of the reasons why I decided to research the movie, mm-hmm. because I went, come on, like I know that they for sure had opposition. Like, there's just no way around it. Like that, let's just be totally. that racist of a town, they're gonna have opposition, right? That totally. town was racist as can freaking be, right? And that doesn't seem like a stretch. See, like I think a lot of people will say, oh, it's a stretch. Like not every place like that. I'm like, well, you have not lived in certain places because no, yeah, we live in Southern California, which is supposedly one of the most liberal places in the world, apparently. Oh my yeah, but God. Okay, we are both. Before we get this, we are both minorities, mm-hmm. and I don't even need to ask you. I know that you had racist stuff happen to you in in California, because yeah. I know I don't know anybody that is a minority here that has not had some racist things happen to them. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think my most racist thing, which is actually kind of funny, I was in a segregated elementary school and did not realize it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you brought that up on the pod before. That's uh, insane. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hilarious in in um, that it, they got away with it, but it's really actually messed up. But either way, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So for for it's not unbelievable to be like, yeah, I'm sure there's some cities that are in some weird states, especially in the South, that are really freaking racist. And also, this movie feels like it's like a 1954. It's 1989 in this movie. <laughs> right. Like, it's not even that long ago. No, you know? not at all. Um, so I think this is a good departure point because, um, you know, it's obvious that there's things are fucked up. Like that's at the at the core of almost every philosophy, religion, or creed. Like things are just not as they should be. Uh, but the real question is, what do you do about it? So what is this? What is the philosophy put forth by this movie? Obviously, we're seeing a lot of police. 
uh, corruption and just unnecessarily uh, unnecessary violence and um, like persecution of. Uh, I mean, even Brian Stevenson gets pulled over for no reason just to be intimidated. Yeah. But what is the what is the path forward that this movie suggests? Do you, I is it because at times to me it just felt like the answer that this movie is putting forth is you just need one charismatic guy to just stand against the system and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, basically that was my biggest complaint actually against the ending of this movie mm-hmm. is I actually have two major complaints with the ending of this movie and and we can jump ahead to that. After, you know, after Brian Stevenson gets Walter, basically, all the charges dismissed and Walter's free. Mm-hmm. If we just get like this little epilogue of, and this is where they are today, you know, blah, 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 which is great. I, I love that kind of stuff because it's, it's good. I don't have to Wikipedia that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like, okay, well, did, did Brian have any sort of lasting impact on that town? Like, mm-hmm. um, we have no clue. Um, there's not much said. And then it's like, uh, and that's the thing is like, okay, we have this very charismatic, likable, young black guy, right? Mm-hmm. And his likable white assistant, right? Mm-hmm. And they are doing good work, you know, and they're, they're helping people. And you can mm-hmm. see that the whole movie, he's helping multiple people. He's not just helping just Walter, right? And this takes right. place, this movie takes place over years. So mm-hmm. we're assuming that he's doing a lot of this work with other people. Uh, inmates as well. Totally. But we're never really treated to the idea of like, okay, well, what is, is this actually like changing anything within the world? Like, yes, you're helping people and they have those great epilogue notes of how big his organization is now and how many people they have helped. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And that's great. That's amazing. I'm glad they do that. Um, But did, did they just leave this town and was... Walter just absolutely abused the moment he got back by the entire white population of the town that still yes. believe that he's guilty because you know that they didn't go right. away. And also, my other big yeah, thing he is still that, has to live in that community with those people. Yeah, it's not like he. And, it's not like all their hearts and minds were changed the, the, just magically by like yes. him being released from prison. And this is my other big issue with the movie: is this Rhonda Morrison is the woman that was murdered. She was eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. She is nothing but a plot note in this movie, okay? Mm. In the end, she is not the... She is not the problem, and she is not... Her and her family are not the villains of this movie, mm-hmm. right? They are victims just like Walter and his family are, right? Mm-hmm. This movie is about two different victim families, okay? Mm-hmm. They throw out Rhonda's name as, yeah, yeah, he killed her, he killed her, he killed her. Okay, he didn't kill her. So what mm-hmm. happened? What happened to her and her family? And I had yeah. to look this up because even in the epilogue notes, they don't go, hey, so Rhonda's family. But no, no, they've never found her killer. Okay. Oh, wow. It's still an open investigation. No one mm-hmm. knows who did this. And I think that that's still horrible because of this. That poor family has gone through a lot. Even, okay. Totally. You know, we, don't know, we don't know anything about the family. I have not looked into the family enough to be able to say, oh, yeah, they were totally in this boat that Walter is the devil and he totally killed. Yes, they believe that he killed uh, their daughter because that's what they were told. Okay. Right. By the prosecution. And, and, and I think that they're allowed to feel pain by Walter being let out because in their mind, this, this is, is the, the man guy. that took their daughter. Right. Right. So I hold nothing against them having pain, but 
we don't even know. This movie tells us nothing about them because why, and I think this is another issue with these kind of movies, mm. is, um, and it's not to get defensive or anything, but mm. a lot of these race movies get into all of these people are bad and all of these people are good, right? And in this mm. movie, it seems like every single white person is bad and every single oh, white really? person is good. Because you really look at it, how many good white people in this movie? There's Brie Larson, her husband, mm-hmm. and the guard after he has his change of heart three-fourths of the movie. That's it? Mm-hmm. Everybody else mm-hmm. is evil, you know? And it's like, yeah, shouldn't we touch on the fact that there is a family that still lost their daughter years ago who doesn't have any sort of closure for this moment in their life? But it's not convenient to the movie to touch on that, you know? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I see what you're saying, but... It's hard to. It's also hard to put that in the movie. Too. How do you I, package I, I that? Yeah, that. you know what I mean? Because, yeah. for better or worse, this movie is the Brian Stevenson story. It is insanely myopic, mm-hmm. because we're not yes. really seeing... I mean, we get way more about... Um, whatever his name, Jamie Foxx's character's perspective, and his, we see his family and stuff like that way more than, than the girls. Um, but it's all through Brian's eyes. We see the family yes. because Brian visits the family. You know what I mean? Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's not, it's not even about him. It's about Brian. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I could see the, that, that, that binary that you're describing. But um, I think that's an outgrowth of of how ultimately this is Brian's story, and and I don't think Not anyone, I, I don't think the 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 movie gives a shit about really anyone else, let alone, um, you know, the victim's family. Yeah, and I just I I felt that though, you know. I yeah. was just like, okay, so nobody outside of Brian and what he's doing matters in this movie, you know? Which is insane but, to me because, again, this isn't just a movie that someone, you know, heard of this Brian Stevenson guy and they're like, oh, God, he seems like such an incredible heroic figure. It's like, Brian's making a movie about Brian. Like, this is, it's insane. <laughs> it just feels will, like such a jerk off to me. I will say, too, uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and I watch a lot of true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen Brian in a lot of things because he pops up in a lot of these things just because his organization is so big now that his hands are in a lot of cases. And totally from the interviews that I've heard of him and the, 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 the videos that I've seen of him, uh, he's actually as likable and as kind of charismatic as Michael B. Jordan is in this movie. So, Mm. you know, good representation of him. And he seems like a super good dude. Um, and I mean, obviously actually he doesn't, he is a good dude. Because yeah. he's helping people, right? Good yeah, dude. that's awesome. Glad, and and I don't see an issue with him writing the book about what happened here because this is a this is a big case that basically put his it put his organization on the map, right? This yes. is a case that really got them big, right? And they would not be Absolutely. where they are today if it wasn't for the Walter McMillan case. So it makes sense that he wrote this book, um, and also the yeah, book oh, absolutely. doesn't just cover Walter; it covers multiple cases that he's working on in the beginning. Um, but yes. The movie then having so much of an involvement is a little weird to me. Like, I think he needs to have involvement on he's alive and the movie is about him. So mm-hmm. it's good to get his viewpoint on like, hey, how accurate is this? You know, or are we doing I this guess. right? Like, that's important, I think. 
Yeah. But it very much does feel like, and, and this is another complaint I have, is Walter and Brian can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and this is, okay. Oh, man, mm-hmm. this going to get bad. Uh, this is an issue that I have with people in general when, like, okay, like, when George Floyd was killed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are... Ooh, we're going to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's why I'm like, I'm being very careful how I say this. Yeah, good. Uh, a lot of people that are, you know, the Blue Lives Matter crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, not to be like this movie, not all cops are bad. I recognize that. I have police in my family, and they are good people, right? But there is a lot of bad cops, too. And I'm acknowledging that. Oh, but yeah, there are. A lot Definitely. of the Blue Lives Matter support people have, and they do this a lot, whenever a cop is in a lot of deep water for killing somebody very randomly and very un uh, un unprompted, uh, mm-hmm. there is always the, well, they were dealing drugs and they have been arrested twice before. And it's the look into their past to justify uh, their death, right? Yeah. I hate that. Because totally. that is not what, that is what the court is for. That is literally what court is for, is to give context to everything for an alive person. Uh, for a dead <laughs> yeah. person. Right. Um. And they do that a little bit to Walter in this movie, very briefly, where they kind of let you know, look at Walter's, he's a good guy, but, you know, he's he's dirtied his fingers a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Nothing against that. It doesn't. I don't think it really paints him in this huge negative light or points him in light. We're like, yeah, he should be on death row. <laughs> like it doesn't do that. Yeah. But man, do they make both Brian and Walter so freaking likable and so perfect? You know. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder because the thing is, is that in all of my research of trying to figure out the facts of this movie, the only interviews I could find with Walter were from the sixty minutes interview. So mm-hmm. they're not a great representation of somebody because he's defending himself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he seems good there, right? He seems fine. But, man, this movie really paints him to be a saint and this yeah. perfect person that's so likable. And Jamie Foxx pulls it off well because Jamie Foxx is likable. Yeah, he's a great um, guy. So but it that's feels the like thing. you're trying... Oh, sorry, you, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let you finish your point, but I think... Yeah, I mean, if I could just interject really quick... Yeah. I think you have to be perfect if you're black in America because literally anything short of that, uh, we're going to kill you. And that's, like, I mean, that's that's the communication that I've been receiving. That's a, yes. that's what I've intuited. And that's exactly what the problem is, though, is that I feel like because the movie knows that, it's like, okay, we got to make sure that people really love Walter. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not going to be on his side, right? And yeah, it's fucked up. It may, may be in real life. He is that perfect and that likable. Maybe. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that anybody exists that's, that's like that likable and that perfect, right? I just, mm-hmm. if I've lived in this earth long enough to know that no matter how cool somebody is and how nice somebody is, they're not always perfect, right? Oh, man, you're telling me. I just talked to my ex-wife the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is that such a, a lot of bad sitcom joke to me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep but, it light. Yeah. Um... But, uh, um, yeah, so it's like, I almost feel like, and again, I can't say, oh, well, you know, Walter, Johnny D over here is actually this, like, kind of a jerk person, whatever, mm-hmm. he's, like, horrible, you know, and we should have portrayed, like, I don't know those things, but, like, really, we should have shown, there's only one scene of him showing anger, and that's when his, his case is not 
um, is dismissed for being uh, for for getting a new trial. Right? We see that little bout of anger when he gets back to his cell and doesn't want to go in there. Right? Yeah. Totally. But I'm sorry, dude. If I'm in prison and I'm not supposed to be there, you know I'm showing more anger. Oh, I'm that. pissed, dude. Right, right. The whole time, especially when your your case is really like, okay, it's picking up steam again. And this is yeah. years, right? They don't really portray it that well. Oh, he's lost so many years of his life. Yeah, he's lost so many years of his life. But even then, once For Walter nothing. gets in, when when Walter gets into the case, it's 89, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and year. he doesn't get Walter out until like 96 or something like that. Yeah, it's a long time. So yeah, there's still more, there's like seven years of time between the beginning of what this movie is and the be- end of this movie, and they don't really portray that well in the movie. No. So you think seven years he just sat there like we'll figure it out, you know? Right. Like, yeah. We almost need to see the the actual broken um, human person there to really portray. Hey, look it. Yeah, he's not perfect. That does not mean that he deserves to die. Right. You know? Or that he because yeah. no one's freaking perfect. Yeah. Oh, and, totally. And, and even Brian, like, Brian is so good and so likable. And again, in everything I've seen him in, he seems to be that kind of dude. Sure. But once again, we see one emotional moment from him, which is also the same moment we see the emotional moment of, of, of Walter Johnny over here, is right mm-hmm. after the, the, the case is dismissed. We get this emotional right. moment from, from, from uh, Brian, and that's it, right? Yep. Other than that, he is a saint. And I'm like, yeah, just... It's in those areas where I'm like, these characters aren't believable to me. No. You know? No, um, not at all. It's and even messed like, up. Yeah, and even like the portrayal of like, you know, he had some opposition from like the cops and stuff like that. But like, there's that scene mm-hmm. where, where Brie Larson gets the bomb threat, basically. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty big moment. And let's just be honest. Do you think that's the only time that really happened to them? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. And how did that really affect them? Because mm-hmm. we have like three opposition scenes, really. Is like the getting pulled over by the cops, the bomb, mm-hmm. and when he goes to talk to the police or the sheriff and the prosecutor mm-hmm. in the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. And he's basically just told, like, you have no power in this town, type of thing. Yeah. Those are our three main opposition moments in the movie. And they make you angry, for sure. But they don't seem to make him angry. Mm hmm. Yeah. He just walks away like no big deal. It's just so there's so many parts of the movie that just seem oh, so unbelievable and just so convenient to me, you know? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, well, that's I mean, that's um now I'm going to get into it here. Get into uh, it, dude. You know, that's the that's the fucked up part about uh how black people are treated in America. It's like you're not allowed to be a full person because if you show even the the least intention of challenging the system in any way, um, you are. I mean, if you're anything less than perfect, you're. I mean, you're liable to be killed. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, and this is something I've seen on Twitter multiple times since the protest started. Is like, you know, people are complaining about. Uh, I mean, obviously, the protests are uh, not as much now, but toward the beginning of them, they were tense. I mean, the police uh, were... I mean, you see cop cars being burned by protesters. You see cops just, like, throwing tear gas into crowds and provoked and and shooting rubber bullets and and taking eyes out and stuff like that. It's like, it's insane. Um, And, of course, a lot of the early commentators were saying, like, uh, 
hey, this is wrong, you know, um, especially people on the right being like, oh, why, why are these protesters doing this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people on Twitter were pointing out like, look, we were trying to say the same thing a long time ago, literally just by bending our knees at mm-hmm. football games. Mm-hmm. But you got upset at that. So what can we do? If we can't protest, if we can't yeah. bend a knee at a football game, what do you want us to do? Do you just want us to say nothing? Is that what would make you more comfortable? Just no resistance whatsoever? Just letting this community be killed peacefully? Just like, yeah, that's fine. We're okay with it. I mean, it's insane. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to to do about that but uh, kind of go back to this movie specifically and talk about something else um specifically with regards to brian stevenson i you know i was sort of criticizing the movie earlier for for being solely from his perspective i do want to qualify that and basically say yeah of course he's a he's a good guy he's doing good work um and this isn't i think a a bad thing about him but maybe about the movie is that uh is the fact that he went to harvard i just Mm -hmm. think it's really important to pay attention to that and basically to see i think what the movie might be saying is that again um i sort of referenced this earlier like what is the path the path forward that this movie is is showing right one guy standing against a system. That's good. Usually it starts with one person. Um, but that one person also has to go to Harvard and basically do everything right in terms of like, you know, go through all like the classic institutions of power. Um, I, I, that just seems so insane to me that, that, I don't know. We've just taken so much power from people that like you, you have to go through these very specific hoops just to even have a voice. And even then, if you're black, that voice is, is diminished further. You know what I mean? It's very odd to me, but I don't know. I mean, that's more of a complaint really than anything, but no. um, And I, I, I agree. Like I, it, it is maddening to me to see how, uh and this is this all is only is happening to minorities here in that well i mean i mean in america like this happens to minorities really mm-hmm. is the idea that no matter how you say it you're saying it wrong and we saw that already yeah. because kaepernick did take a knee right right he did an extremely peaceful protest thing and he was called horrible things he was yeah basically kicked out of the NFL. The NFL just completely destroyed that man's career. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem to bother him. He kept on with what he was doing and he pushed for his viewpoint and his, and his opinion, right? Which is again, pretty sure a lot of people love to say that that's a right that we have as Americans is being able to say your opinion. Right. And that is his opinion. He's allowed to have mm-hmm. it. Right. But then when there are peaceful protesters, they're terrorists and when there yeah. are writers, they're terrorists. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, there's no difference. And we've seen that multiple times. And, and again, not to become, not to really pick sides in this debate, but like we see it in like even 
Trump's tweets, you know, when he was talking about his 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 uh his rally that was going on in um Arizona, he put in there like any protesters, rioters, looters or whatever oh, yeah. he said, like you will not be dealt with the same as you had before. Like, we will we are different or whatever. Like basically threatening them, right? Yeah, oh completely. But in that tweet, he is lumping peaceful protesters in with rioters and looters. Like he is right. taking the bad and it's like it's again is what they say that the the left does, which is say all cops are bad, which is not what I mean. Yes, people are saying that, of course, and they are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a horrible argument. But I think the majority and what the organization is saying is that yes, there are bad cops, mm-hmm. and Trump is allowed to say there are bad protesters because that is true, right? Because we do see people that are doing violent things, which is not a good, uh, is not a good outcome, right? But then to lump them in in the same way that cops get lumped in. Is your it's part of the problem, you know, mm-hmm. that no matter what you do, you are wrong, and it is horrible, and it it it, it gives me very little hope, you know. Um, I saw a tweet recently, funny enough, about mm-hmm. um there was a girls' soccer team. It was uh, I think a high school soccer team or something like that, and I forget what wow, state. people still play soccer. I know, right? Um, That's crazy. that wasn't Um, even a joke i know it's hilarious Um, we had some girls soccer team and they started doing the national anthem right and every single member of the soccer team kneeled and Uh one girl stood still and put her hand over heart and still did the national anthem right Mm. and okay nobody's wrong in this picture right yeah everybody's fine everybody's doing what they're allowed to do yeah, it's whatever. But there was this huge outcry that this girl that stood is right and that she aye, is aye, aye. perfect for taking her own stance and for and for um standing up for what she believes in. I'm like, so it's okay for when she does it, but when Kaepernick did it, he was the devil. And it's again right. the same argument that we are seeing in this movie and in so many others like it and in so many things in the world today is that I don't care what side you're on, no matter how you do it, you're wrong. You know? Right. And we yeah. do this, see this, and, and of course, these are from the extreme sides of the argument. This is the extreme left and the extreme right. That the opposite can do no right, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that is both extremes being wrong in that point. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, one side is 100% right. No, because no one is 100% right. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, but we see that in this movie is I feel like this is a very extreme left movie where um, no matter what one side does, they're wrong. You know, the, 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 the movie we're reviewing just mercy, yes, just mercy, you know, and I wouldn't say it's extremely left. I'm, I, I would say I, it's, I, I, uh, I feel like there's, there's moments. I, I want to say the whole movie. It's flat. There's moments. Yeah. It's flat, actually, yes. But there are it's moments where movie. it's just like, all right, you know, this is, too much um uh but i don't know let's <laughs> we're really deep <laughs> into this now let's let's bring in some lighter moments i noticed some very funny things about this movie okay. that me. i want to touch on to, to get out of the super political one i had to look up this was real the first judge in this case was named robert e lee key like yeah what? wow <laughs> when they said that at the beginning of the movie went that has to be fake that there's no yeah, no, a judge's name is Robert E. Lee Key. Like what? And I looked it up. He is real as can be. And I went, dog. You know 
They're proud of that you stuff. You live in a racist town when no one gives you crap about that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And yeah, and then like the fact that he convicted him. He's like, I knew he was like he convicted him in like a what a day. And they the jury yeah. said that Walter should get life in prison. He's like, nah, death. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's like, Living well, up to your name, my man. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> the other seriously. funny thing I noticed, and there was no mm. research that needed to be done about this, but it's just hilarious. It was <laughs> when they're showing the 60 minutes scene. Uh-huh. And they cut to the sheriff in a bar that has the Confederate flag, like right behind him. Dude, how placed was that flag? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Am Am I saying that there aren't bars in random parts of Alabama that have the Confederate flag up? For sure, there are. Dude, there's there's parts uh, in California that have that stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's like. To, to have the movie cut to the sheriff. I know, with yeah. The prominent Confederate flag behind him. Oh. You just need to know that he's a bad guy. This is the <laughs> like, easiest hey, way to do that. In case you were on the fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. I don't know. Something about this cop character seems. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. You know, he's just doing his job. Never mind. He's a Nazi. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, those are two scenes that I was like, what? Okay, sure. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> There's not a lot of funny bits in this movie that we can go off of because... Nope. <laughs> it's a very serious movie, and I feel bad making fun of most things in this movie. I know. Outside of the, the Confederate flag. And <laughs> the fact that the judge's name is Robert E. Lee. God, yeah, that what is parents funny. do you have? <laughs> I know. Well, he could have been Asian. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that like your karate teacher? I know. I was going to say, we already did this joke, but in reverse. And it's my life. Oh, God. I just like sitting there going, what parents did you have? And they're like, you know what? Got a name of a good man, Robert E. Lee. Uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's better his last name is Key, which means that they actually stole the whole name. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm not if his crazy middle name matches it, it's just, actually just E. It's, on his birth certificate, does it say Robert E. Period Lee? <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't know his actual middle name. Like whatever, it's E. Doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Yeah. His That's middle funny. name's E. Dot period. E. Period Lee. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, the kid in school. Like, what's your middle name, Robert? Uh, e. Period Lee. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What does the E stand for? I don't know. E period. I don't, don't know. Exactly what that's what I put. You uh, know that is actually a thing in the South. I knew a guy from Mississippi whose name was uh Bila. Bila J and I won't say his last name, but he went by BJ and everyone would always ask him, All right, your name's Bila J. What does J stand for? He was like, I don't know. <laughs> so that might be a thing. I mean, are we sure it wasn't J-A-Y? Or was it just the letter J? No, just J. J with a period. These people like... I mean, maybe because they can't spell down there. But then again, why would they name a kid Bila if they can't spell? I don't, That's, know. I'm like, I don't even know how to spell that right now, by the way. Um, so I'm yeah. putting that out there. But I mean, I'm okay. Even on Bila's myself, I got to defend myself now. Because on all of my social accounts and everywhere I put my name, I do put my middle initial. Um, oh, yeah? And yeah, I there's a lot of Jesse Ortiz's. That's the problem. That's actually why I did it. Uh, yeah. Realized that as, you know, let's just be honest, in this day and age, you need to, your name to be Googleable. Yeah, Even when totally. it comes to just getting jobs, you need to make sure that your name comes up first, right? Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Oh, there's, um, I mean, what what time is it right now? It's 
eleven twenty six in the morning. People are shooting off fireworks right now. That's great. I had fireworks till like two a.m. last night. I loved it. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, what are what are these kooks doing? I don't know, man. Insane. Um, anyway, anyways, sorry. Your your name you needs need to be Google. Google name. And when yeah. I uh, when I was like probably about eighteen or so, I started googling my name, and I realized I was a pro golfer named Jesse Ortiz with the exact same really. Spelling. Yeah, and I went. Well, I'm never going to be able to pass him in Google. <laughs> not only is he a pro golfer, he also has his own line of clubs, which I have begun buying because I like knowing that... Golf clubs I, or dance clubs? The Golf clubs, of course. Come oh, on, dude. Come on. Dance clubs, yes. Um, <laughs> either way, I started buying his golf clubs because they all have his name written on them. And I'm like, perfect. So all of my golf clubs have my name on it. <laughs> That's awesome. That but, is so um, cool. Right. I love it. Anyways, I was like, I can't pass him. There's just no way I can have a better Google like SEO ranking over a pro golfer with his own line of golf clubs. There's just no way. Right. So I started adding my middle initials so that when people look me up, they look me up my my full name plus my middle initial, and it's worked mm. out. For me. Uh, but D Good. does stand for something, so <laughs> I will let people oh. guess. That's more fun. Donkey. Um, yes. Your uh, parents' actually. favorite character from Shrek. <laughs> Is it Donkey though? Is that your favorite character? Oh, he's yeah, Donkey dude. the best character. No, he's Ginger the best. Man. Yeah. What are you talking Bread about? Man. Donkey. All about Gingerbread Man. Especially oh, he's movie. pretty good. When you get the the giant one, I forgot his name. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the second movie is really good. Funny enough, like most it, sequels, it especially is. anime movies, are not good. But the second one's great. Yeah, you know, we got the I need a hero scene at the end. I need a hero. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I did that voice. I did like we uh, get the. the uh, uh-huh. We get the trans female bartender. <laughs> Wait, what? In the second movie? In Shark 2, remember? Oh, you're right. That's great. Yeah, that's funny. Wow, I need to rewatch that. Great movie, man. Anyways. Wow, that's insane. I remember when I was in high school, my friend started a religion called Donkeyism or something like that. Um, to Donkey, of course, from Shrek. And I almost he... did a spit take. I want you to know that, okay? Now, oh, wow, awesome. <laughs> I'll tell him. Uh, so he wrote an entire album of like Shrek songs, donkey songs, and he decided to dub like January something donkey day. Cause it was just, uh, we were in like December. He was like, all right, January, this is going to be donkey day. Okay. And then sure enough, donkey day came around. It was very exciting. And we also realized it was like Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So it was a uh, very bad timing, very badly placed. <laughs> My friend was, uh, thereafter arrested. So, um, yeah, it was great. Wow. Oh, well, that's a... <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> yeah, sure did. He's still in the clinker. Do I want to ask how or why? No, I'm kidding. Okay. He, he, he didn't get arrested, but he did get uh, slapped by a girl, I think. Um, it was... Did he try pushing was donkeyism fun. on her? She's like, uh, I think that. it was... Uh, that wasn't the only D he was pushing. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. That was a good time. Um, I miss high school. All right, let's uh, let's get some fact versus fiction here in this movie. Okay, you ready for after my research on what is true and what is untrue? Okay, I feel like anytime we watch a movie that has that's based on a true story, I'm going to do this because I find it fascinating. All right, uh, facts. It okay. is very very accurate. Um, everything I found about the true story of this, pretty accurate to how the movie plays it out. Okay. Again, mm-hmm. we can't say that for the, the personal one-on-one conversations that happened throughout the movie. Okay. But the straight fact story beats, very accurate. 
I did find two big differences in the movie, and that was one, the guard, who we talked about a little bit, who mm. in the beginning of the movie gives um Michael V. Jordan over here a hard time, like search him and everything. Sure. But we get throughout the whole movie he has a change of heart because he has to see like what Walter goes through. Get out of here. This guard does exist. <gasps> but he was not in Walter's case. He is in the Just Mercy book that um that uh Brian Stevenson wrote. But oh. it was actually at a different prison and it was because he was observing a lot of cases that Brian was working on. And it really did change him throughout the course of a couple of years that he was working at this prison. Hmm. And so, you know, the character exists and I think that's allowed to be put into this movie. It's a it's a it's a good story and it shows that people can change. And uh, so they just place it in here, and I think that's fine. Right? Okay. At times, feels a little preachy, but, you know, it works. The other big difference, which I actually find funny that they didn't portray this, is the prosecutor character, um, which his name is uh, Tommy Chapman. Uh, mm. Okay. I felt like his character was super fake because he seems like a, not like a horrible bad guy, but like a bad guy, you know, like, because I don't, I don't know how you could look at this case in any room and say, yeah, this makes sense, you know? Hmm. Um, so he's not a good guy because he just turned a blind eye to all this stuff so he can get that conviction, right? Right. And he kind of gives Brian a hard time. And then he has his really out-of-nowhere change of heart in the end scene where he yeah. ends up agreeing with them and saying, yeah, we need to dismiss this case. Well, that actually happened. And he did support dropping the charges. But why I'm actually surprised this wasn't portrayed, he was 10 times worse in real life. Oh, like really? He gave Brian a really bad time. And wow. there's a lot of quotes of him in like the news mm. where he is basically bad mouthing Stevenson. Like he loved the press. He like in mm. the movie, they say they, they, they show him twice in front of the press. One, he has no comment. Uh, it was right after the um, Supreme Court hearing or whatever, where they, they said that he gets uh, that that uh, Walter gets a new case. And then the only other time is um, when the case is first dismissed and he uh, basically like, you know, justice is served or whatever he says, you know, blah, blah. Jesus. But in the actual like seven years of this case happening, he is all over the news, right? And mm-hmm. he is just bad mouthing the crap out of, out of Walter and Brian. And he is saying some really crazy stuff. And he loves being in front of the camera. He is all about himself. A lot of times he's just talking about himself. He's a ham. And how bad everybody else is reminds me of a certain person in the White House, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so I watched some of his interviews. He is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He is wow horrible. Doesn't sound surprising. In reality, once they got to this final case, and you know, I don't know if 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 Brian actually went to his house and had that conversation with him and changed his heart like they show in the movie, which seems like you mean that one conversation basically changed this man. Sure. Um, so I don't know how it really happened, but apparently, yeah, he got into the court and or to the, the to the to the courthouse that day and sat up and was like, "Yeah, we're dropping the charges. This guy's innocent." So, jeez, wow. Which in reality, I feel like is an even bigger story beat and would have been better and made it made the movie better. If you mm-hmm. have this prosecutor who's just a giant asshole the whole time and really has a big change of heart, like that's a, that's a big change of heart. So, you know, yeah, that's something. But those are really the only big differences that I found that weren't accurate. Even the Jeez. stuff about the other inmates like Herb and um, 
Anthony Ray Hinton, who is uh, played by O'Shea Jackson yeah. Juniors. Okay. Uh, That's an Ice Cube two... song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Um, uh, uh, what's up? Yeah, they're apparently they're they're characters and everything I found online very accurate. Um, nice. Uh, I even saw some stuff about Herb. Uh, he had some interviews online that just as likable as Rob Morgan makes him out to be. Which also want to say mm. favorite scene in the whole movie. Weird that this is my favorite scene, but it's so well done. Is Herb's execution? Oh, really? I I found that scene to be really well done. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, you're right. I, I was like. I feel like any execution scene in a movie like this is is usually the most emotional scene, mm-hmm. and is usually portrayed in the way that this scene is portrayed. But man, did I really like this scene! Just like because it's multiple things. The color of the shots changes, like the color grading on everything has changed from this scene from the rest of the movie. Um, the movie doesn't really focus on close-ups a lot unless it's in the jail cells with the inmates, mm. and this all these scenes are very much done in tense close-ups. Um. This is the only time I ever feel like there was believable writing in the movie. Or like the characters, like when Walter goes to see Herb and he says, I didn't know that they were going to shave every, like, it's like the way the lines are delivered and everything. I'm like, yeah, this, this seems like, you know, that denial of what's about to happen dialogue, you know, hmm. old Robert cross playing the whole time, which I did look up. And that is the actual final song he asked to be played over the, Oh, the really? Speaker. Yes. Wow. He did ask for that song to be played and it was played. And, Within that prison, it is um, it is normal for the inmates to bang their cups and yell during the execution of an inmate to show solidarity with them. Oh, that's cool. Um, Attention to detail. So that is actually normal within that prison. Uh, the only difference is is that uh, in the movie we do see Walter kind of start that movement mm. basically while Herb's being executed. In reality, um, Walter said that though those times really messed him up. Because he knew he was yeah. going to be executed at some point, so most times they said that uh, Walter was actually in corners, uh, kind of huddled up. He was emotional and didn't, yeah, understandable, really wow. participate in that those things because it really messed with them. Hmm. Um, so that's the only like difference that I found online about that. But yeah, he played Little Road Across, which again in this movie, probably one of oh. the best songs that were played in the whole movie, and yeah. it's it's Powerful. perfect in the scene. And yeah, like the whole thing, him going into the electric chair, just all the shots around it, the last words, hmm. everything about that scene I felt like was super powerful. It is so well done. I did get a little emotional over it because, you yeah, know, like, totally. again, I, I will say like, and this is this is one of those moments again where did Herb do what he was accused of? Yes. And he confessed that. And it's actually worse than what the uh, movie portrays it to be. Um, the movie, he says that he made a bomb and killed a girl, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't actually get into what happened. I actually had to research this, and Herb actually was in a relationship with a woman, and she broke up with him, and he thought to win her back, he would make a bomb, put it on her porch, and then save her from the bomb. And that would I've win. tried that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it did not work. That's going to be used against you in court one day. They're going to no. isolate that <laughs> out of context and get you. Um, uh but uh, he puts on the porch, and the girl he killed was not his ex-girlfriend. It was her 11-year-old niece. Ah! She picked up the bomb, and it blew her up. Jeez. So, way worse than the movie portrayed it to be. But I think they did that on purpose, because if you knew that, it'd be really hard for them to get people to like Herb. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but um, That's that, crazy. I do think, in a way, 
almost needed to say that in the movie because when I read that, yes, I go like I had your reaction. You had a pretty, you know, um, big reaction to 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 that news because that's a lot. That's really bad. But this man has PTSD, and he has very obvious mental health issues. Hmm. And that's important. It does not make what he did okay, and it does not make him. Uh, it does not make him a saint or a good person, right? Hmm. Uh, but does that mean that he deserves to be executed? And that gets into the death death penalty conversation. That's a whole other thing, yeah. That's a whole other thing, but that is something that, that was the point of Brian taking on this case was that his mental health needs to be taken into consideration. And, you know, this is 89. This is still a conversation to today that is an issue in 2020. So 89, it's even worse totally. trying to get mental health brought up in these situations, you know? Totally. So yeah. um, I think that that is a very important conversation and something to talk about. I will not mm-hmm. put in all of my opinions on it right now. That's a whole long conversation. But Definitely. I do think the Herb's um, story in this movie is very important. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm sad that it ended so soon in the movie because yeah, I think that's a good wow. conversation to have on top of the conversation about Walter's case and everything going on in that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's very interesting. And uh, but overall, best scene in the whole freaking movie was an execution scene, and that sounds weird to say because <laughs> executing a person does not sound like a good scene. But right. at the same time, it's like but they did it well. Yeah. They did it well, just like Green Mile. Remind me of Green Mile, like uh, you know, <laughs> very Green powerful Mile. scene. <laughs> yeah that's a great movie that's a brutal that's a movie, movie yeah it's long, I know. long as heck it's like three hours right yeah I don't know why everything's three hours these days <laughs> not everything's three hours <laughs> we've seen in this whole movie we've seen what one three hour movie which is the Irishman <laughs> yeah you're right actually <laughs> and in reality we both said it didn't feel like it was three and a half hours long <laughs> that's true so that well done true um, Jeez. Okay. Wow. Well, I appreciate you doing the research on all that. That's insane. The the fact versus fiction stuff earlier. Uh, I have nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see like, where's he going with this one? <laughs> no, nope, nowhere. That was the end of the. I, was, sentence. I thought you were gonna have a joke. See, you're, I'm so used to having a joke right there. I was like, let's just see. Let's just see. Nope. No no, joke. Sometimes the joke, my friend, is that there is no joke. Why is uh, uh, Kung Fu Master Tommy that? His name was Lee. He was white. <laughs> the Robert. throwback joke to a whole different <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Doesn't that okay. sound like a Buddhist like principle though? Like that sometimes the best thing is nothing or something like that. It does uh, very much sound like something. Yeah, but. Uh... I'm really so thinking about Gandhi just say. Yeah, I'm thinking about just moving to the east and uh east Tacoma and uh <laughs> shaving my head and pretending uh I'm trying to be a monk. I would Honestly, love to see you walk around Tacoma and Seattle in monk robes with a shaved head and just you know, barefoot. I'd be damn. Living off you know what's funny to me? I'm what? I'm going to I'm going to go into a bit here. I mean, the fact oh, that God. I told you it's a bit is going to guarantee that it's not going to be funny. But uh, <laughs> I was just going to tell you, you explained the joke before the joke started. <laughs> yeah, completely. Well, here's the thing: is this is real? Like, I don't have you. You've been in New York City before, right? I have not actually. I've always wanted to. What? Go to yeah. Oh wow. 
That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's I a have, nice place. The only area on the East Coast I've been to is Washington, D.C. Oh, really? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't go to New York anytime soon. But uh, if it's still around in, you know, a year. <laughs> if it doesn't I look mean, like I am legend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, try it if it doesn't look like that. Um, but the, that's funny to me is that, like, every city you go to, there's always going to be someone trying to hustle you, right? That's just the yes. way it is, especially when it's a city that's, uh, you know, known to attract tourists and and uh, from the United States and from other countries, like a very international city. Um, so, but the form that this this sort of con man takes most often is like, and this is especially the case in Central Park. There are a bunch of like older like middle-aged uh like buddhist looking men in robes okay and uh they'll come up to you and they'll uh like wordlessly hand you some jewelry and you'll be like oh wow like this is awesome am i the chosen one or whatever (laughs) and then they'll ask you for money and it's like that's insane that they're choosing to do this this uh ripoff because like if you know anything about buddhism the whole thing is like get rid of your possessions not sell them like you know what i mean like right. it's it's very like anti-materialistic but uh i don't know it's not that funny but uh it's weird to think about i really do miss those asians uh good time <laughs> i'm saying good things not racist <laughs> i know it's just funny to say it. <laughs> It was like when, it's like when okay, I I I know it's 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 uh, not good to say now or whatever, but it's like when old people say Oriental, they're trying not to be offensive. Oh, I know, you know? yeah, but they don't realize. But like, right. it's, it's you can't really get mad at them for saying it. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no, completely. Let me ask you this: I don't know if this is a thing because like okay. span. Okay, so like I, you know, both of our families are. I mean, your your entire family half of my family speaks Spanish, right? And really? Spanish, what's that? I didn't know I have a family that spoke Spanish. You do or I do? No, I'm surprised. I'm, I didn't know that, that you, your family, half of your family spoke Spanish. Oh, yeah, dude. My abuela, she's uh, speaking Spanish right now, probably. Uh, she talks a lot. Anyway, um, you know, in Spanish, th- I mean, words that are directly translated in English... Um, you know, so like uh, that. You know, they they'll call someone negro or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if you translate that directly into English, it's like oh, negro. That's not good. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my my grandma, whenever she refers to Asians, she calls them orientales. Is that a thing or is she just racist? No, it's a thing. Um, oh, really? It's, okay. It's, I always again, thought that was it's, funny. It's just like it's just like negro. Like negro in English means black. It is not right, mean, you know. So like, as it, when you hear it, you're like, "Whoa, right, right." But Orientales, it does. I mean, a direct translation of it is yes, Orientals, which right? You can say, but is none of the connotations. That's up to you. But yeah, it is very much like when spoken in Spanish, especially um, Mexican Spanish, because mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of different Spanishes, so right. they're not all the same. But within, I'm assuming right. she's that speaking you're, Honduran Spanish. <laughs> I had a joke, but I'm not going into it. Anyway. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was like that wasn't supposed to be funny, but <laughs> no, no. But I had a whole joke. I'm not getting into it. It's a, it's a very, okay. it's a very brown oriented joke that like two uh, percent of the audience will get. Uh, um, tell me after. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's the thing too. It's like brown. All, not all brown people like each other. You know. No, it's true. It's fucked up, but it's true. You're right. It's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I I love. Uh, it's again. It's a it's a brown joke thing, but like to explain to anybody, it's not 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 Hispanic, Latino, or whatever. Um, Latinx. I said that wrong. Oh, psh, I'm. No, who says that now. though? Uh, white people. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know any Latin person who who says Latinx. I mean, it's just so yeah. clunky. Also, because Latin works. Yeah, Latin or Latino. Like it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Latino, Latino. Whatever. I, I know if you so want to do the non-binary thing, just Latin. I know yeah. so many Latinas that have no yeah. issue with checking the Latino box. They never Honestly, thought about it. I wish I knew more Latinas it. outside my family, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> All right. I mean, I understand, though. I do understand. <laughs> but, um, anyways, yeah, but like within Mexican Spanish, uh, Orientales doesn't really have the, the, it doesn't, they're not really saying Oriental, you know? Right. It's, it is more of a broad term for just like, yeah, Asian people. Yeah. You know? Which Asian people's fine, right? So, people, that's where they're from they're from asia that's what yeah, we call so them it, it works um but yeah i don't know it's just one of those things that it's why it's like it's hard with like old mexican people to be like yeah i know you're speaking spanish and i'll probably should want to use that word it just sounds bad right pass a buyer you know right um, but you know yeah because even if you don't speak spanish at all like you know what that word is if you hear a spanish you know, like someone who speaks Spanish going like, oh, blah, 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 orientales. What? Yeah, yeah. Did he just say oriental? Exactly. It's a lot. I mean, also, Mexican <laughs> Mexican people that come to America, like first generation, uh, that have very much grown up in Mexico, uh, mm-hmm. do not care about <laughs> political anything. Yeah. And oh, we'll totally. just say what they mean. And very much so. A lot of first generation Mexicans do not know the difference between Asian people. So they just think everybody's from China. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. It's so chinos. Calling them chinos or chinas is just very normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> Which is so messed up. But it's, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's interesting. Um, God, it, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. are we allowed to laugh at racist jokes still? Because. Sometimes, but it's not racist. That's the thing. It's just, we're just, I don't know. Yeah. People yeah. look different and they're from different places. We can acknowledge that. That's fine. Yeah. And right. some are way worse than others. No, I'm kidding. Um. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say who. <laughs> not getting to that. No. See, okay. We we let me let me ask this question. This is, sure, we're off we're off topic completely, but this is a this is a joke question now. Please, both of us have have, have um done our hand in stand up, right? Yeah, a little we, bit. We've made little attempts at, uh, at some stuff. Did you try any sort of race jokes at all? Mm, I did do one joke about I don't know what the punchline was, but I remember one time I was texting uh, a friend of mine. And he, I mean, he's a white guy, but he sent me, you know how you could do the thumbs up or whatever emojis? Yeah. Uh, he sent me a black thumb as like a white guy. And I just did something on that. Like I riffed on that for a couple of minutes, but like, I, that just seems wrong to me. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? Okay. So you're, but your race joke had to deal with the other person being wrong racially, basically. Okay. Yeah. So you're on a high horse. That's good. Um. <laughs> I love the high horse. <laughs> My favorite horse. 
I ask because, uh, you know, I grew up on stand-up, especially Mexican stand-up. Sure. Where race jokes are very prevalent. So Yeah, definitely. Funny enough, when I write jokes now or like I come up with jokes, race jokes just kind of like immediately come to my mind because they're kind of just what I grew up on. Totally. And I feel bad about that. It's a whole thing. But um, yeah, when I was writing jokes for a couple of like my five minutes, mm. um, God, just race jokes just kept coming up or like things I was like, oh, I can just transition it. Like, that's bad. You shouldn't say that, you know? <laughs> Doesn't I mean anything? It's just like it's so normal. But even when I want to talk about racial things, man, I felt like I was like, I was like on a, a thin line trying to write jokes that had to talk about race issues. Oh, interesting. Because I'm like, I'm like, am I allowed to say this? Or is this yeah. bad? Is this, it's such a weird point because. In a way, I almost feel like, hey, I'm a minority too, guys. I got. Right. <laughs> I think I could say some stuff about this, right? Maybe? Yeah, totally. Um, That's funny. I had a whole bit. I didn't feel bad about saying it, but I had a whole bit of me, me. a hit me. a gun store one time. This okay. is the true story, and I, but I, but I, uh, I made it funnier. Please. But I had a whole bit about when I went to a gun store one time and I was followed around the store by the staff, and it was really awkward. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, because I. Holy went, shit. I went into the. And this is okay. This is actually getting back on the Just Mercy topic. Actually, this actually works out very well. Perfect. Because good transition. Look at me. Yeah. Um, good job. Because I went to a gun store one time. This is not that long ago. This is just a couple of years ago. Um, it was hanging out with the family, and my brother-in-law is uh, to to give a background to my brother-in-law. He is half German. German. I said German. German. Half half German. Half German. Half Lebanese. Okay. Mm. Um. And and from Germany, like he moved to America when he was like eighteen. Um, dog, but uh, he looks very German and sounds very German because he's been Germany. He's got the that thick German accent. He is pale, pale, pale white, blue eyes, blonde hair. You know, like Hitler's wet dream, essentially. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that bad? I don't know. No, <laughs> it's true. Hitler jokes are good. Hitler jokes are always good. Anyways. Um, so we were hanging out with the family where everybody was out shopping one day and some of the family went to TJ Maxx and in the same shopping center was <laughs> Turner's gun store. Okay. And I didn't need anything with TJ Maxx. Also, who the hell shops at TJ Maxx? That's a whole thing. Um, and my brother-in-law who is one, he was a police officer mm-hmm. and he was at the time decided to go into the gun store. And I went, you know what, I'm going to go with him. I don't go into gun stores a lot of the time. And to put it out there so I don't feel weird about the whole rest of the conversation, um, <laughs> I do not have an issue with people owning guns. Um, I just do not think that it should be very easy for you to get guns. No, and yeah, totally. Not everyone should have one. Um, yeah. But either way, I've been around guns my whole life, and I've been to the range a lot. I've shot lots of guns. So, you know, I'm on the range. with proper training, and when you're doing it safe, it is totally fine. Anyways. Wow, we are really just clarifying our views on so much here. I, but I feel like you have to. You can't say yeah, anything do. without clarifying. You got to have like, a yeah, I went to a gun store and I want to look at guns. People are like, oh, so you you want to you wanna just shoot people, huh? You know? Right. Yeah, you have to make clarifying anything clear. So totally. Weird. Yeah, Anyways, I get it. So he wants to go in. I follow him. We go in. Um, but I watched the, uh, the staff reaction to both of us. Mm. Because we didn't really enter at the same time. You see, I got a text before we got in, so I actually stopped outside the door oh. and answered the text and then walked in. So he was a, a, a good You're not a text 20 and seconds guy? ahead of me. Or it just wasn't I, the message didn't I, warrant it. I, I, it was because I had to think about what I was going to say, so I stopped to think, basically. Oh, uh, I'm going to stop and think, too. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. think I had, and walk. I had to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So um, he was a good 20, 30 seconds ahead of me, right? Sure. And I walk into the quick. And, and again, I don't notice this at the time, but I noticed it later, was that the entire staff was white. Mm-hmm. And not all of them are older either, so I can't even use that excuse. Mm. Um, and so when he walked in, he went straight to the back corner, which had all the guns, like the gun little, little showcase area. And I and I followed suit, and I noticed that like nobody was even noticing him. But as soon as I walked in, all eyes were on me. And to give a uh, mm. a clear viewpoint as to why that can happen, not only my Mexican, which I've said before, so I am brown. I also <laughs> have a very large beard. Oh yeah, that because I have this beard. I have nothing people think that I am now Middle Eastern. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm brown with a beard, and I get that a lot. <laughs> to also put more context in this, I know this for a fact because I have I fly a lot. And I <laughs> have been randomly selected for a search every flight I've been on. Yep. Uh, so I know what I look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah I pre- like, when people plan their like airport trips, and they're like, oh, well, you got to go through security. I add time to security. Because I already know I'm gonna get selected. They're gonna go through my bag. I have to repack the bag. I I was once trying to re-enter the country. I was asked to go through that scanning machine that scans your body. I was asked to go through it four times because they kept thinking that it was malfunctioning because <laughs> it kept oh saying clear. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought you were hiding stuff in your beard. They were. Oh, I was. I, I swore I was gonna get strip searched. I'm like, they're gonna go through my butt for sure because Damn. they were getting very angry. The machine kept saying clear. <laughs> that's insane Anyways. that is wow that's crazy yeah they were having other people go through it and when they kept saying clear they were like try again <laughs> I went through that machine four times swore I was getting strip searched but then when I got back to my bags they were completely emptied and they searched everything and so I had to repack everything it's a whole process anyways jeez louise these so I know what I look like mm-hmm. and so I enter this this gun store and yeah all eyes on me I walk over towards my brother-in-law has not gotten to the gun shelf at this point or whatever. He gets there finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the guy behind the counter asks him what he, if he's looking for anything. He's like, no, nah, just look a man. He's like, cool. And then he walks away. And then I get to the counter. And he goes, anything mm-hmm. can help you find? And I went, nah, man, just looking. And I'm looking at the, the handguns in the showcase. Just like, these are a lot of guns. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that he didn't leave. He just stood right in front of me the whole time. And it was very mm-hmm. awkward because he's just staring at me. And I was just like, hey, Hi. <laughs> And it was very weird, right? And so I felt very uncomfortable, so I moved away from that like counter to another counter that was farther down. Okay. And he followed me still and just stood in front of me the whole time. And I felt just uh, so weird. I was like, this is just and I didn't think of I didn't think it was a racist thing yet because I was like, this guy's just weird. Yeah, yeah. So I walked away. And I started walking because also, again, you know, I have my family owns guns. And my dad was talking about going to the range recently. And I was like, oh, I should buy some ammo before we go to the range. So I went down to one of the aisles that had ammo. Mm-hmm. And I noticed another guy oh. came up to me. Cornered. And was like, do you need anything? And I went, nah, man, I'm just looking for some ammo. Um, and I was like, oh, it's this one right here. I found it. So I picked up a little box. He went, cool. Do you need help checking out with that? And I went, no, I'm still going to be looking for a little bit. And he goes, okay. And then continued to be right behind me and followed me with every step that I took. Oh wow! Okay, so let me ask you this: Are they, you know, sitting with arms crossed, or are they pretending to stock a shelf, or what's what's the deal here? Oh no 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 no! They are right behind me, staring directly at me. They are not trying to hide. Oh wow! Like. Oh, they're yeah, not it masking it. They are not masking it, and it was very oh. awkward. And as That's I, crazy. this is when I really noticed it was this guy because I mean I don't okay, I don't get is... how that works because when I have to go. Uh, I, I mean, 
geez, when I'm at someone's house and uh, they're on the like, my friend is on the phone or something like that. I'm, I do. I mean, I should get an Oscar for how like I act busy or whatever like that. I'm always very good at masking my need to go to the bathroom uh, or my need to wait for my friend to get off the phone. So like, I don't know how these guys wouldn't pretend to. You know what I mean? Like that's insane. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I I remember looking around because this is when I really caught on to like I'm being followed. Yeah. Um, I looked around the store and all eyes were on me. All wow. corner stores. Like the two. My brother in law could have stolen every gun in that place and they wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> that's totally, how much yeah. they were staring at me, okay? Wow. I walked around. I just started going down random aisles to see what they would do. And basically, like when I exited the section that one person was fall- was was like assigned to, mm-hmm. I got followed by a new guy mm-hmm. or a new woman. You know, I ain't sexist. There are women that were there too. So <laughs> I went to the not fishing section, dude. I was looking at fishing poles thinking, they're not going to follow me in the fishing pole. What am I going to do with a fishing pole? I can't rob a, I can't, you know, uh, steal a plane with the, <laughs> with the fishing pole. Nope. Even there, man. Right mm-hmm. on my butt. Wow, that's crazy. Like, what is it? And then the creepiest thing happened. And this is like the whole point of the bit because it just was really creepy. Was uh, there was music playing the whole time. Okay. And then in the middle of the song, it just like stopped. It felt like that record scratch moment in a movie. Whoa. Because right? it just like stopped middle of the song. Went, that's weird. And it was super quiet. And then there was TVs mounted all over the place and all the TVs turned on. And then it was like on that. What? Like, Blue looking for a signal screen for a while. Uh huh. And then, like, the DVD player screen came up. So, like, they were putting, they were turning on the DVD player. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't really paying attention at that point. I just kind of noticed that, that was happening. And then I look up again because something started playing on TVs and through all the speakers. And it was an NRA video mm-hmm. about taking back our country from terrorists. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wow. And I'm sitting there like, this is really awkward. <laughs> Whoa. As if the what message wasn't clear enough. Happening? That's crazy. Holy yeah. shit. Feeling like, I'm like, am I going to get lynched in this store? <laughs> like, wow, dude. What is happening? But I'm also holding this thing of ammo. And I'm like, right. do I just put it back and leave? Right. What do I do? So wow. I'm like standing there. And I'm looking at my brother in law, who is also there. And I went, well, I don't want to go talk to him because then I put him in hot water. He's in association now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the moment they hear his name, which is a very Middle Eastern name, he's done for. Damn. So, I'm like, okay, I got to leave him alone. I'm like, I can't bring him into this one. So I like, I'm like, I'm just going to buy this ammo and I'm going to leave. Like, I think that's the best thing to do, right? Just get out of there. Yeah. So I walk to the counter. I pay for it. And then the lady that was checking me, like that was, that was on the register checking me out, she was just like, Asking me so many questions about what kind of gun do I have? What do I use it for? What's like she was she was interrogating me, man. It was weird. That's insane. <laughs> I bought the That's ammo. That's insane. And I left and I just stood outside, like, I'm just gonna wait here till he's done. And mm-hmm. he came out like ten minutes later, like, hey dude, where'd you go? I didn't even see just, you. And I went, That's n- yeah, a whole long noticed. story we're not getting into because this is weirdly weird as can be. Let's get out of here. And I just like Damn. walked away. But man, was that the most awkward I've ever felt anywhere. That's crazy, like, man. I'm sorry. That's nuts. It's but in hindsight, kind of really funny. <laughs> because... I mean, the NRA detail is 
That's fucking funny, dude. <laughs> That's, That's what makes it funny. The, the whole the whole thing up to the NRA is awkward and really messed up in all reality. Yeah, it's totally. the NRA video that really got me because I can just it's imagine like, what they're wow. doing in the background. They're on their little radios, like, "How do we get rid of this Muslim?" Right? I and know, right? Like, talking to each other and like put the they'll put the terrorist NRA video. Put let him know what we're doing here. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> put exactly. the fear of God in this man. <laughs> That's crazy. That's wow. People are insane. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that was crazy. a very fun situation to be in. And it was kind of what I was thinking of the whole time I was watching Just Mercy. Because that is yeah. the most um, apparent group racism I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'm thankful that I've not been in a lot of other very bad situations that, you know, other people, especially in the black community, have been part of. You know? Yeah. So that's my most... Um, uh, relatable moment, I guess. So the entire time watching Just Murders, I was like, yeah, man, I was feeling like Turner's again. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've been to other Turner stores too, and I just want to say not to, not to bash in that brand, but uh, the other stores have been great, and there are minorities that work in those stores too, where I feel safe. And I've never I, heard of that. Turner's? It's, just, Turner? it's like a chain of gun stores. I don't know mm. if they're everywhere, but they're all over Southern California. So I've heard of Grant's. I, time. I remember Grant's Guns. But, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, seen I've never before. been in, but uh, I like the little colt or whatever they have on the outside. The, the there was one when I used to live in Corona. There was a little gun store there. Mm. Its name was Annie Got Your Gun. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Which is a great name. And I remember going there one time with my dad um, mm. and the lady that owned it. I don't know if her name was Annie. I really should have asked her. This is a long time ago. <laughs> I really wish it was. She was super nice. A great older that's lady. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, she was funny. That's awesome. So, not all gun stores are weird. Uh, not all gun stores are bad. That's <laughs> just good. Like, wow. Not all cops are bad. Wow. Um, wrap it up. Yeah. Let's get out of here. All right. It. Just mercy. Let's let's get back to that Uh-oh. movie that has to deal with the race and all this conversation. Um, okay. any last things you want to say about this movie, Danny? No. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm staying. I'm staying my ground, just for the bit, really. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. I'm fine with that. It's just funny. It was just a defiant nah. So over this. Why do you Why do you think that people like this movie so much? Because they, not only is it do like, they? I don't know anyone who's the, seen it. Other than I you. know, I know a lot of people that have seen it that have not stopped talking about it. Really? It feels like a lot of people have not seen race movies because they're talking about it like, <laughs> like, like it is the first time we've ever seen racism in a movie before. Um, it also weird. has a really good Rotten Tomato score. It has like an 83% on like the critic reviews. Oh, wow. Um, Does it? It's pretty high up there. So yeah. I feel like we would not, if we were putting it on a percentage scale, I don't think we would put it that high. Either of us. Ooh. So... Do you think that yes. we're just not resonating with the story, or is it? What do you think is going on here? That's a difference in. Well, again, it's the it's it's. Um, I mean, I sort of referenced this earlier. It's like, you know, there's half of this movie that's like a movie, and half the perception is of it as a movie, and half the perception is of it as a um, a message. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the message is very resonant as it should mm-hmm. be and very powerful as it should be. And so people are looking at that, especially, you know, if they're, if they're hearing about this stuff for the first time and that's, and that's, um, drawing their attention away from the fact that it's like a pretty mediocre movie. Mm. Whereas, I don't know, people like you and me, uh, who like know black people and like who are like aware of how shitty the world is, uh, this movie is like, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket in terms of material about, <laughs> you know, how, how again, shitty the world is. So uh, I guess we're just too bitter or cynical or jaded or uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's my take. I don't know. Uh, what do I you understand? Think? I yeah. think that I think that you're hitting it right on the on the head on that one. I think it's. I'm trying to think of everybody know that watched the movie. Like, are they the kind of people that would watch? A, I like these are, watch I'd imagine. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. I'd imagine that these are the people who like thought the Greatest Showman was the best movie ever. That's a very good point. You know what I mean? It's like that's a yeah. specific type of person. It's like, eh, get out of here. You like musicals, uh, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like yeah. I think everything you said is is totally fine. Like this doesn't Thank feel you. new to me. I right. feel like. I've already seen Remember the Titans. I know how this goes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's a lot of movies like this that are that have played it the same way. Um, yeah. Which I think... Okay, how about this? Okay. Rec- for our movie recommendations today, what are some better movies about racial topics that people could watch? Mm. See, I that's have... my issue. I don't know. Because I really don't... I haven't really seen any good movies about race because um i just think all the ones that i've seen so far are like just very inherently preachy or, or hokey so i say why don't you just read a little bit about american history watch like ken burns doc on the civil war or something i don't know and it, it's way longer than like a two-hour movie but i think it would be way more educational that is a great doc by the way yeah it's um, really i mean it's amazing yeah I like that. That's a, that's. I think that's a very good recommendation. I'm going to give you that. Cool. Uh, I have two. Okay. If you want a movie, you want a drama about race, uh, and you want to be approachable, another Michael B. Jordan movie, watch Fruitvale Station. Um, oh, I like fruit. Fruit is great. Uh, I had an apple this morning. Best, best fruit, go. <laughs> apple. Really? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. I mean, I just um, did say so. Let's think. <laughs> What's better than apple? A lot of things. Uh, oranges. Mangoes. Mangoes best fruit, man. man yeah, I gotta so say, good. any so anything good. tropical. Mangoes, coconuts, yeah. and uh, pineapples. Anyway, Fruitvale Station, though, great movie. Uh, that is from uh, Ryan Coogler, uh, mm. who did like Black Panther and Creed. So he really likes Michael B. Jordan, and rightfully so. But Free Validation, great movie about race. Super, super good. Um, if you want a doc that's also really good, uh, that really mm-hmm. gets into this, I think your Civil War documentary is actually really good that you just, you know, recommended. But also, I Am Not Your Negro. Oh, that's that is movie. so good. Great doc. Um, yeah. And you get really Samuel L. Jackson the whole time, which makes it even better. <laughs> yeah. Damn, um, that is such a good one. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. Very amazing documentary. Totally uh, recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Um, Because it does... I no think, one knows anything about James Baldwin. The only every time people think of like famous black people, they think of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, which is good. But no one knows yes. anything about those guys. They're actually incredible people, but no one mm-hmm. knows anything. But no one even pretends to know about James Baldwin the way people pretend to know about those first two. So it's like, yeah, I mean, this is a really good doc. Yes, I'm yeah. amped. See, but that's the good because if I can get you that amped then hopefully other people can watch it and feel just as excited as you are by just mentioning I'm Not a Negro. Yeah, um, totally. So I would totally suggest that movie. I think it does a much better job of talking about race in multiple ways than Just Mercy does. Yeah, um, definitely. And again, but if you want a movie, you want to be entertained, Fruitvale Station, great stuff. Uh, remember the Titans, also fun. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, totally. <laughs> great movie, super fun. Um, great cover of Ain't, Your, <laughs> Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Mmm. <laughs> Um, but that is that uh, I think we're done here right I think so okay we're how long we oh my god we went for we're a long time two dude. hours um, but we Holy talked about a lot I think we hit a lot of subjects and I think I'm okay with that we sure did yeah uh, and joked more than I expected to actually you know um, isn't that what it's all about just the laughs you gotta you gotta laugh you gotta laugh um, anyways Thank you, people, for watch for listening. Not watching. We, there's nothing to watch. You're staring at the wall. So what if what if someone actually thinks that's how podcasts work? They're just like this. The audio is going to shut off unless I have my screen on the entire time and I'm staring at the logo. I hey, have to like watch YouTube. this. It's like YouTube. You can't just right turn it off, if you close you know? the app. Yeah, um, it's bad. <laughs> I do like that idea. That's what he does. That um, it's not that funny, but anyway, <laughs> no, I think it's funny. I'm into it because um, somebody does do that. Let's be honest. Um, Either way, uh, thank you for listening. And if you can, if you like this podcast, leave a review. Let us know what you think of it on whatever podcast app you're using. But if you can, if you have a little extra time, go to Apple Podcasts and do it because it really helps SEO because Apple's got monopolies on everything because they got that money. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Um, And if you want to talk to us about all this stuff, even race stuff, that's totally fine. Follow us on Twitter. Danny is Danny Hasboon. That's D-A-N-N-Y-H-A-S-B-O-U-N on Twitter. And I am Jesse D-O-R-T-Z, J-E-S-S-E-D-O-R-T-I-Z. So follow us, hang out with us, talk about movies and race and, I don't know, president elections. That's coming up. That's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, interesting. Man. That's a whole thing. I started I watching that, yeah. the Epstein documentaries the other day. I have a lot to say about that. Ooh. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. yeah, we should talk about that. I know. That's that's a whole can of worms. Let me tell you something. Off mic um, if, if need be. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, anyway. Uh yeah. Good uh hanging out with all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch go watch I'm Not Your Negro. It's a it's a it's a great movie. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye.